0: Are you sensing or are you intuitive? Welcome back to After Our Happy Hour, we are your chaotic but cathartic co-host, I'm Vicky, I'm Jamila, I'm Sharon. Today, we are going to talk about sensing and intuition, which is, if you're familiar with MBTI, the 16 personality test, it is one of the letters that you get in the INFJ or ESFP, so the second character or the letter
1: that you get. Sensing is S, intuition is N. In basic terms, sensing and intuition is how you take in information. So for example, sensors take in information through their senses and intuitives take in information through their intuition. So sensing people are more like practical, down to earth. They have kind of take information based on like how it has happened before, where intuitive people are more like visionaries, future oriented, they're more conceptual, abstract and imaginative.
0: So we just found a bunch of quizzes online that tell you if you're I. Obviously, if you take the MBTI, it tells you it too. But we just didn't know which question in that 16 personality test would tell us what would tell us is a sensor or an intuition person. So we found quizzes that specifically only asked you sensing and intuitive questions. We're just going to go through them.
2: I also think we wanted to do this because Jam and I are S's and Vicky is an N. I used to be an N. Jam, did you say you used to ever be an N? No, I've always been an S and it's very it's like skewed S. Mm, true. Oh, it's pretty much because as always, Vicky and Jam are like very <laughs> opposite spectrums of each other. And in a lot of contexts or situations that we go through when we talk about it as like a friend group or like a trio we realize how much of an s someone is or how much an n someone is and how that affects certain situations we've been in so we kind of just wanted to talk about it plus personality stuff is just fun so yeah wait i had a follow-up question i just mentioned that like jam and i are s's and vicky's an n but what percentage in mbti are you guys
1: I can't remember exactly for MBTI, but one of the quizzes that we took gave you a percentage. So I'm 72% sensing, 28% intuitive. I'm pretty sure that's around the same as my MBTI.
0: Oh, shit. My test versus the MBTI test is different. So for my MBTI results, I was 80% intuitive and 20% observant. But then today, when I took the quiz, I was 42 sensing and 58 intuitive.
2: You're 80% intuitive on Myers Briggs. Yeah, and I took this in June of this year. Whoa. Yeah. For my MBTI, I'm 67% S. And in the first quiz
1: we took, I'm 52% S. Mm. Yeah, some of these questions I looked at, I was like, this is so not me, but this is Vicky.
0: (laughs) So we'll link the quizzes down below in the order that we took them. The first one that we had in our notion, I like the best. Oh. Yeah, I feel like those questions were more like
2: thought-provoking than the rest.: Oh, I think I liked the second one.
1: Me too. I, I don't remember.
2: Okay, basically, we took four different quizzes. Did you guys get your respective
1: types in all four of them? No: I only got it for the three quizzes that were in words, and the last quiz we took was there were like pictures and stuff, mm-hmm. right? That one I got into I got into oh. it.
2: Mm, me too.
1: I don't trust it. It's one to four, the third one I
0: got sensing and the rest I got intuitive. Oh, let's go through some of these questions then. Let's do the first quiz. There's one question that says, which statement do you most relate to? One, sometimes I have trouble focusing on the task at hand. Two, I wish it were easier for me to go with the flow of things. Three, I wish I took more chances. Or the last one, sometimes I have a hard time seeing the big picture.
1: I put A. Because I felt like that one related me the most, but I didn't feel like super heavy about it. Like I I could focus, but of all the choices, that was the best fit.
2: Mine was B, something about going with the flow. Oh, really? That's interesting. I chose a third one. I wish I took more chances. Says the girl who takes most chances.
1: Not really. I feel like Jam does. I'll just say I feel like I take more.
2: Okay, I only say that in, this, in the aspect of Vicky sometimes just, like, goes for things and doesn't go through the practicality of, uh, like, options.
0: But I do think about all those things. Like, I'll never make a move without having backup plans. Like, I'll always be safe. Oh. Maybe it's because you don't tell us
2: about that then.
0: Yeah. I think I tell you when I make the final decision and then it sounds like I just randomly did it. But then I do, like, the calculative measures of it.
2: Mm.
1: When you see a wishing well, do you throw a penny and make a wish? 1, or A, no way. I have thought about fishing out the the quarters out, though. B, sure, I like to believe in luck. 3, if I have a few spare coins on me, it can't hurt, right? 4, always, I have a pair of lucky underwear on. I'm going to guess jam is A. (laughs) You're right! Oh. That one's like sensing down to like intuition. Oh, yeah, I'm the third one. Mm. Have you ever thrown a coin jam? Maybe someone told me to, not like willingly, like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm like, bro, that's 25 cents. No,
2: if it was like the Trevi Fountain in Italy, like, yeah, I would
1: do it. Yeah. Or I have done it. But then if
2: it's just like a random waterfall that I see and there's coins at the bottom, I'm not going to be like,
1: oh, let me throw a coin. Yeah. A lot of times I look at wishing wells, I'm like, how much money is in there?
2: Oh, interesting. For
0: famous places that are known to have, like, wells that you should make wishes at, I will seek out coins. Like, I'll go exchange money for a coin. But if it's just a Mm -hmm. random well or something that's, like, not that famous for it, then I wouldn't. But if I had something, I'd be like, sure, why not?
1: Oh, even if it's very famous, I don't think I would go on my way to exchange it. I'll just see what I have in my pocket. If I don't have anything, I don't have anything. Okay, the next question is, which is your biggest pet peeve when driving? A, drivers that insist on going the
2: speed limit in the fast lane. B, cars that cannot stay in their own lane. C, people who speed. And D, people who do not use their turn signal.
1: I wish there was an option where it was,
0: I don't drive. drive.
1: Mm.
2: Mine is
0: D, people who do not use their turn
2: signal because that shit is
1: dangerous. I've put A, drivers that insist on going the speed limit in the fast Ah, lane. Ah, sounds like jam.
2: See, but even in this situation, I'm like, what's intuition
1: and what's sensing? Like, how does this tell you what? I think the sensing might have been people who don't use their turn signal because that's the more, like, rules. And drivers that insist going on speed limit in the fast lane is more like intuition. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm, not sure. I wish I told
0: you. So the next question we had is, which of these words best describe you? A. Romantic, B. Organized, C. Realistic, or D. Optimistic? I said realistic for myself. I feel like Vicky would say organized. I was debating between organized and realistic, and then I went with realistic. I like fantasize a lot, but I never play into my fantasy. Like, I'll think of things that will happen and whether it's realistic or, like, totally chaotic, I think about it. But then when it comes to making a decision or, like, actually doing something, I'm very
2: practical and realistic about it. I don't remember what I put. I either put organized or realistic. Already? You already forgot? It's because I was going back and forth with these two. So let's just say
1: I went with realistic. Uh Okay. If you are starting a new project, which of the following will be your first step? A, I make a to-do list of everything that needs to be done. B, begin by working on the aspects that I'm naturally good at. C, write down my top goals for the project. D, establish milestones so I can measure my progress. I said C, write down my top goals for the project. I said A, I make a to-do list of everything that
0: needs to be done. Same. Okay, so then this is like S and N. So N is me, which is writing down the big goals. So you see like the big picture and like where to go versus Jam and Sharon. You did A, which is like the list of to-dos. But then how do you know what to prioritize or like what goes on your list if you don't know what
1: you're trying to achieve? Well, let's just say it's a project. I know what the scope of the project is. I know what the angle is is yeah and in that i write down everything that i need to do and then i reprioritize like what goes first what goes second
0: so what if you don't don't know the goal like someone just gave you a project then do
2: you have to write
0: it down or just
2: no i just think about in my head i think it depends on the project but like the goal is to finish the project yeah yeah But like, you know, so then I already know what the end result slash goal is. So in order to get there, I need to make a list of what needs to be done in order to complete that.
0: I wonder if that's like the college like really drilled that in me because design, the whole thing is like knowing your audience and what you're working for. So you have to like figure out what that end goal is. And if you don't have that from the very start, your project is might as well go to shit. I think that's more industry based.
1: Yeah, as I say, I feel like in business or marketing, it's always part of a larger campaign. So you always start to work on like smaller things first. And then you just naturally understand or like know what are the list of things you need to do to finish that campaign.
0: Like even if you look at my notion, it starts with I have my life goals and then like reachable goals and then like my daily tasks. That's how it's written in my notion.
1: My notes is just by days and my daily tasks for a day. And then sometimes when I really want to sit down, I'm like, okay, what am I like working towards? And then I break it down.
0: What about if it's like goals that aren't like success goals, more just like personal, like fun goals that you have in life?
2: Yeah, so I make a to-do list of like, oh, I need to go on a walk today. Or, oh, I need to go grocery shopping today. Or, oh, I need to go read a book for 20 minutes today. Like, I make those tasks.
0: But what if it's like a, for example, I want to get into like pole dancing. So then that requires steps to get there. Do you guys like write down or? My step is go to a pole dancing class. Me too. Oh, shit. See, I would like write down like, oh, I got to go research what pole class dances, like which one I'd like, where I prefer, like what works best for oh, me. Oh,
2: I mean, yeah. No, I did too. Like when I was looking for my doctor, I was writing down like hospitals and how f- close they are to me via Uber versus like transportation, how many reviews they have. Yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Next question, you are offered a job at an unproven startup company. How do you feel? One, cautiously optimistic. Two, concerned. I prefer something with more stability. Three, excited. Think of all the possibilities. And four, no thanks. Those things rarely succeed.
1: Okay, before we go into answers, this is what I think on the scale of. So, if on the right is sensing and on the left is intuition, so far right will be no things. Those things rarely succeed because it's an unproven startup. So, just based on past history with unproven startups, like you just naturally think that this is not gonna succeed. Then next to that it will be concerned. I prefer something with more stability because you still have some believe in it, but you need that like reality. Like you need that stability of it. Then on the left side, the third one will be like cautiously optimistic. And and then on the far intuition side, I'll be excited. Think of all the possibilities. Oh, that's what I that's broke it right. down yeah. I chose cautiously optimistic because that's how I was with my company. I also chose cautiously optimistic.
2: I put concerned. I prefer something with more stability. But I think that's because I haven't worked a job that I'm genuinely happy slash passionate about. Where like it doesn't matter if it doesn't work out for me because I love it. I don't think I've ever experienced Mm -hmm. that, but I can totally see where you would be cautiously optimistic if you personally genuinely think it's
1: going to work out and or if you love it. See, the example I had in my head was with Unbound. Most of the time before that, I would put concern. I prefer something with more stability. But when I thought about like, oh, Unbound, how much I would want to pursue it, I'll be cautiously optimistic. Okay, see, but is that sensing? That's a
0: sensing you making this answer because from your past experience, you know that it's worked out a little bit for you. So now you're more open to the idea.
2: Yeah, I'm wondering if that's part of sensing because I feel like regardless of Vicky's experiences in the past, she would always pick cautiously optimistic versus me. I feel like I would have been A at all times or thought that I would be A forever, but based off things that I've gone through have severely impacted or have changed my answers to like B. Is that like sensing versus intuition too? Yeah. I think so.
1: Because just us making a decision, that's already using your senses or being like intuitive. intuitive. Mm. Yeah.
2: Okay, that was the first question. I mean, first
1: quiz. So now we're going to move on to quiz two, which is pro-profs. And the f- first question that we're, we found interesting is, what is the main reason for your success? A, the way I organize myself and others. B, my skills at doing things. C, my good hearts. D, my ideas. I said my skill at doing things. I also said my skill at doing things.
2: Mine is A, the way I organize myself and others. I feel like this is going in the order of S to N. I I agree. Hmm, that's interesting because in a corporate world, I think I would say A, but in like a creative world, I would say B. What can you say about your writing? One, it's direct and clear. Two, I like to use a lot of metaphors. Three, I tend to make very long lines to correctly explain the things I'm trying to say. Can I make a guess? I feel like jam because you freaking say metaphors left and right and then I would say Vicky is C I tend to make very long lines to correctly explain the thing I'm trying to say this is
0: what I mean by it depends in other things I'm an S but privately I'm an N because if you read my diary which please do not ever but I am an N in my diary like I will write like 50 pages in one night because I do take the longer ways to write my thoughts out but if you need me to communicate in like work setting I will always be direct and clear
1: no but then that's just you adjusting to work
2: oh so in my diary i'm an n (laughs) no but even with us and podcasts i feel like you take long yeah actually jam did you put a
1: then i put a because for most part i'm very direct and clear i only like to use analogies in certain things oh
2: analogies not metaphors yeah it's
1: not only metaphors what'd you put sharon
2: Okay, I put A, but now I think I'm both or I'm like a mix of things or like I say, see like I say very long things, but somehow it's fast. I don't know.
1: (laughs) So I'm like a okay. Sharon's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Vicky's like, okay, I get it. I don't know. That's a bad analogy. (laughs)
2: It was going it was going well, actually. But then for Vicky, you just need more words.
1: Yeah, I I will have more words because I'm direct and clear. I can't add more words.
2: It is. It's, it's jam on one spectrum, Vicky on the other, and I'm somewhere <laughs> in the middle.
1: Oh,
0: I want to know this one. Okay, so this next question is, what is the primary purpose of a relationship? A, to take care of each other. B, to have a good time. C, to have someone to share your thoughts and ideas with. Or D, to have someone to have a deep emotional connection with.
2: Jamila, did you put to have a good time?
1: I was between that one or to have someone to share your thoughts and ideas with but I'm like "Mm, to have a good time I feel like Vicky's answer would be to have someone to share your thoughts
2: and ideas with no emotional connection
0: to have someone
2: to have a deep emotional connection with Okay, you want that, but you technically don't. You no, know,
0: yeah. I, I do. At the end of the day, yeah, of course I do. But now it's like significantly harder, which I am hoping that at the end of the day, it will, the person that I settle down with will mean a lot to me because I want that. But the
2: barrier to entry for me to be that will be a lot harder mm-hmm. now. Oh, okay. Fair, fair, fair. Just because the barrier is high doesn't mean you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put the same. Emotional connection. Yeah. I like this quiz because I think all the answers go from S to N. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, those were the first two quizzes. Now we're doing the third one. The first question was, which of these activities sound most appealing to you? One was physical focus and concentration. That's adrenaline pumping, like driving a car, boat, jet ski, sports, or working out. Two was something practical, like completing work, cleaning the house, taking a bath, going shopping. Three is brain creativity, like puzzles doodling drawing Ooh, journal entry and then the last one was going to a fun artsy events like theater movies a museum or an art festival gala
1: i chose to be huh you didn't put Oh, it's because i don't i like adrenaline pumping but i don't like driving a car boat jet ski playing sports or working out that much like it's not the most appealing like going shopping is the most appealing to me yeah i probably didn't see the complete work and clean the house I yeah saw the, yeah picking a bath and going shopping <laughs> I think
2: if, it, if the first question was something that requires activities, you
1: would have picked that one. Yeah, but this was all like actually using my body. I'm like, I don't use my body like that. Vicky, you like museums? I do. She loves museums. I just don't like paying for them. <laughs> Wait, what'd you put, Sharon? Oh, I put B.
2: Oh. Doing things for myself, like cleaning the house, taking a bath, shopping. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay.
1: What parts of time do you find yourself thinking about? I tend to think about things that are immediate concerns slash I tend to live and think in the present moment. B, I find myself concerned about future events and thinking about things that have not happened yet but are going to such as what I'll be doing next week. C, I tend to think about both past future with the least time spent thinking about the present. I'm not often grounded in the present moment when I think. D, I find myself thinking about events that have already happened and remembering and analyzing these past events. You got to finish the end, bro. Oh, and their current effect now. Sorry, couldn't see. (laughs) I chose
0: D. And that's why I asked Jam to finish it because those last four words changed my answers. I don't like to think about my past, but when I do, I think about
2: how it affects my present and future. Victor, Jamila, are you one?
1: Yeah. (gasps) I tend to live and think in the present moment. Can you guess mine? I think the second one. B. Yeah. Holy shit, we got
2: past, present, oh wait. Yeah, we got past, present, future here never think about present mm. I should though <laughs> you think about the past Vicky? yeah wow. I'm like the type of
0: person that will lay in bed and then look up at the ceiling and be like 10 years ago I said this why did
1: I say that and why didn't I say this oh that's so interesting yeah. dude me lay in bed oh my god I'm act- am I actually gonna do this right now? like is this like the decision right now? Sharon's like what's gonna happen next for me in my life what's going to what
0: am I gonna do next
2: (laughs) that's so accurate
0: (laughs) so you guys don't reflect when you are like in your own thoughts huh
2: no I do but the thing about this is like dwelling on the past present or future and I used to be heavily dwelled on the both the past and the future, because I had a lot of regrets. Mm -hmm. That was, like, high school slash college era. And now I'm, like, I did everything in my past. Like, everything in my past led up to this moment. So I'm done worrying about the past. Like, I'm Uh. very, like, it's gone.
0: See, See, I'm not, like, worrying about it. It's more like I, like, how did it shape me to who I am? It's, like, reflecting. So it's just, like, oh, how did this make me to this person I am now? And, like, do I like that or should I change it?
2: Oh, see, I don't like reflecting on my past because sometimes I cringe. Oh, same. That's why I'm like, why did I say that 10 years ago? Yeah. Like looking back at like Instagram posts and stuff. I'm like, huh? Ew. That's why I archived a lot. I just don't really think about the past Mm. in general. I'm not surprised, Jamila. Okay, the next question is, which quote do you understand slash reflects on you the most? One, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Two, the most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or touched. It must be felt by the heart. Three, do what is right, not what is easy. Four, finding opportunity is a matter of believing it's there. Are you D, Vicky? No. This is my S.
0: I chose the first one. Life is 10% what's happening to you and 90% how you react to it.
1: That's what I put. Yeah. Because I feel the same thing could happen to me and Vicky, but we could react very differently, making it very different things.
0: Mm. Okay, I think this
1: is the difference about me as an
0: N is I'm a pessimistic N versus most people see people who are N as optimistic people. And so when I read these quotes, the rest are like way too like, Peppy and happy for me and it's not like graspable for me like the second one which I feel like is very and oh, yeah. the most beautiful thing in life is you can't see it you just have to feel it like Bruh, money oh my god that's my th- first thing I was like money I could feel it like the very pessimistic like uh, I've seen life and now I'm adult and like I get what all the adults are talking about
1: when I read D, like finding opportunity is a matter of believing is there. When I read it, I like rolled my eyes it's just a like, little yeah, bit. Your, your belief can only yeah. go so
0: far. You have to do something. Yeah. About it. Yeah.
1: Because I always believe that opportunities are only there when you're ready for it. Yeah. I believe that too. I put B.
2: Oh, I just oh. shit on Sharon.
1: <laughs> yeah you did i was it's because i was
2: conflicted between a or a or b right but the reason why i chose b is because sometimes i am happy for no reason and it doesn't have to do with anything that i've seen or touched
0: Uh, we're gonna skip the fourth quiz because it's all pictures
2: but if you want to take it we'll link it down below
1: yeah and it gave me or told me that i'm an intuitive person i don't trust yeah. it yeah I don't know and. how accurate it
2: is. Jem <laughs> is the most sensing person you'll ever meet. She don't believe in science, man. Dude, I believe in science. Signs. 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 Oh, I would hope yeah, you I believe in science.
1: science. Please. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, I believe in science. What do you mean? Well, hope you guys enjoyed this episode about sensing versus intuition. Let us know what you guys are. Are you guys closer to Vicky? Are you guys closer to me? Are you guys closer to Sharon? I think we're starting to know each other pretty well that we're able to guess what each other has put so this is pretty interesting until next time bye bye